it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. And it if sure you are, is. <laughs> is, isn't it? I know. And and if you're looking for something, the perfect gift for a friend or for yourself, I recommend. Maybe you can recommend it because it sounds really self-serving and narcissistic when I recommend it. Um, the wonderful oral history of Star Trek, uh, the 50-year well, mission. Would that be the 50-year mission? Uh, volume one be. and two? Volume one. Now, I want to make an important distinction. Volume one, available now in paperback. Volume two, only in hardcover still. Right. So, But you can get the audio version, get the digital version. You can get them all. Because maybe them you all. want them get all. Get all of them. You know, because that would be ideal. I, I would prefer <laughs> you get them all. Because I had my, my druthers, as they say. And then, of course, also... Our other books, which are worth checking out, Nobody Does It Better, also available in hardcover and now in paperback. That's about uh, James Bond, isn't it? How'd you guess? I just about James Bond. Because nobody does it better, that's why. It's a great book about James Bond. So as you get ready for the inevitable release of uh, No Time to Die sometime in the next decade. There's no time um, to release. (laughs) You want to pick up No Time to Die, again, also available on digital, audio, and in hardcover and paperback from, uh, from Tor Forge. And uh, if you want to do a deeper dive, check out uh, So So Say We All, our oral history of both Battlestar Galactica series, which is only available in hardcover. And I don't believe there's an audio book. I just think a digital. I'm not sure why they didn't do an audio book. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can I'll, do something about that. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll just record <laughs> our own and we'll, we'll show them. So uh, anyway, uh, if you're thinking about the holidays and wondering what to get, please uh, check out uh, my books uh, with Ed Gross. The 50-Year Mission, Volume 1 and 2, So Say We All, An Oral History of Battlestar Galactica, and most recently, Nobody Does It Better, A Complete Oral History of the James Bond Films and Spy Mania. Ed Gross will thank you. Hey, Darren, have you been watching us on uh, the Electric Now app? I have. I haven't recently because I, I, I watch you pretty much every week when we're doing these things. But Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's you know what I love about it's, the Electric Now app? It's better it's on so video. It's so easy to use. It's, it's, it's better really on video. Easy. Download the it. app and you watch us. That's all there is to it. It's so and, simple. And a lot of other cool stuff too. You go to the app store. It says electric now. You download it. And then it. Press, in the United States. Press the button and there it is. There it is. And you can choose. You can bookmark it. There's plenty of other movies and TV show to enjoy. And episodes of all your favorite electric surge podcasts. So why wait? Download the electric now app and start enjoying us anytime. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is Robot Rumble Week on the 430 Movie. <laughs> and I am here with my fellow automaton experts. It is Mr. Monday Rock'em Sock'em Darren Doctorman. I'm not Monday. No, you're not. Steve is Monday. You to see if your circuit. <laughs> see if I'm actually a robot. That's right. But indeed, you are not a fembot, was a nor trick. are you... Hal, I'm a man really robot. He's baby. a computer. So, Mr. <laughs> Monday, Steve Melching. Affirmative. On Tuesday, it's Darren Doctorman. You passed. Oh, that's me. And I am not a number. I'm a free man. <laughs> and on Wednesday, it's Ashley spelled backwards. No, it's Ashley Miller, ladies and gentlemen. I wish to touch the creator. 
but a good touch, not a bad touch. <laughs> and welcome indeed. This is a robot week of robot classic robot movies we'll be curating here on the 430 movie. And uh, we're not talking about robotic performances like uh, <laughs> Sofia Coppola in Godfather no, 3. We're talking no. about, oh, oh. oh, too soon? Oh. Too soon. The we're, body we're, isn't we're, even cold. We're, oh. <laughs> we're, we're talking about robots in the movies. Now, the question is, are we talking about androids? Or are we talking about robots? Or are we talking about memories? Do cyborgs count? I think so. What do you guys think? Not if it's called Robot Rampage. Except it's not. It's called Robot Rumble. Well, yeah. if it's mm. called Robot Rumble, what rumbles more than a non-android? No, I don't know. I, I, I need to think that it's... Well, androids are human-shaped robots, right? Yeah. Cyborgs are not. Cyborgs are uh, humans with additional artificial parts. Yeah, I, I think of a cyborg is at its core an organic being, a human, yeah. augmented with uh, robotic parts so that enhances it, their abilities. How does that apply to replicants then? Because replicants aren't robots. No, they aren't. They're, they're not physical. like Holmes and Yo-Yo. But they're, they're grown. I, I would say that a but replicant might replicants count as are a not, robot. Yeah. Because they are, cons they, are, they are constructed. They are yeah. not, they, they do are not begin life. life forms. Yeah. But a they were cyborg not banged into existence by a loving mommy and dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm really upset because Cyborg 2 was my pick for Thursday. Shit. Oh. So, I have to uh, think of something else now. What about Gosh. AIs? No, AIs computers. are not robots. Robots, computer. by definition, are ambulatory in some mm -hmm. way. Save it for computer crashdown weeks. We're doing robot rumbling, not computer oh, crashing but... down. So uh, hold, hold that thought. <laughs> Um, we love robots. Why are people so fascinated by robots? Like the Roomba, Steve Melching. <laughs> well, who doesn't love a good robot? I mean, you know, they can be cute. They can be scary. They can do cool things. Um, you know, they're, they're futurized. Uh-oh. Did we just lose Mark on the feed? I think we did. You know what? Our robot overlords got him. What do we do? <laughs> How do we this wouldn't have happened if we were in the studio, but no. Oh, he's he's coordinate. He's there. He's just messing around with 2XL. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, look, he's phasing in and out of our space-time continuum. 2XL will determine oh, no. whether he will be our referee. Right, 2XL? He will, oh, no. He will he's forming. He will determine, you know, because if you, yes or no answers only, please. How many people had 2XL when they were kids? I wanted a I, 2XL. I never had one. Yeah, I never oh, had I one I have either. six of them now. And now answer you, these questions. You've got I, a robot army? I love I how 2XL had a Brooklyn accent. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, I, he had more to do with my formative personality as a kid than anything else. We, we've been meaning to talk to you about this. <laughs> he was, I mean, I, I mean, the fact that they had a children's toy that was completely sarcastic and made fun of you for getting the answer wrong. I mean, it was like, oh my God. I, Who I is the world's fastest pitcher? It was like me as a dad in a toy. <laughs> I mean, literally you would get a question wrong. You are an idiot. How can you not know?
know that. It was like the best. <laughs> I mean, now, you know, it's like he'd be canceled. But yeah, uh, that wouldn't fly today. The, the, no. the robot would have to give you very sympathetic, encouraging words. And this, not, this robot does not live in anyone's safe space. No. You, you, you know, the, um, the guy who created 2XL um, actually was the voice of 2XL. Oh, we know. Because yeah. <laughs> no one would choose that voice unless it was them. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> but he was the best. I mean, the, the original iteration. When he right. moved from A-track a to, to cassette, it wasn't as good. But I, this was one of my most, you know, you had the, the eagle, the giant eagle. Yeah. This was, was your favorite, uh, favorite holiday gift. This was my oh god yeah I got this for my birthday nice. when I was a, when I was a kid and I was obsessed with 2XL I love 2XL and I've used him as set dressing in a couple of movies but never actually made the final cut but uh, one day one Dumb. day so I'm at sure least the he made are available the rights are available why don't you do a 2XL movie that's right do the uh -huh. adaptation dude not that for less than hundred million dollars oh. I need I need you know it starts, to be completely it, CG it starts with him winning Jeopardy. <laughs> okay i am gonna do a sequel to the queen's gambit with 2xl what do you think <laughs> i think it's brilliant i know right it, so that was the 60s you know and and you know uh, you know and it was a, a positive affirmation about feminism and about the strong powerful woman and you know now bobby fisher in the 70s is 2xl it's gonna be great right. i'm telling you i'm i'm there Check Do you hear me, out. Netflix? <laughs> now, Every I have call a question about ground rules. It, does it have to be about a robot, or can robots simply be present? That's up I think to they you. just have to be present. Yeah. I think if there's a robot in the movie, they don't have to be in the title. They don't have to be the star of the movie. If they're present, then they it is acceptable for Robot Rumble Week. Okay. Right. So, acceptable uh, <laughs> and they can be small like an owl or they can be big <laughs> like a mecha godzilla anything is possible maybe yeah so um maybe so, so we'll see we'll see oh i just thought of another movie that was not on my list i'm putting it down now I wish if he'd been in a movie <laughs> he would have my vote right two now 2xl arrives on a big track <laughs> and it's funny, you know. I have to say, you know, they had he they had the science fiction two uh, XL right. tape, which I did very well in. But science fiction two was very hard. Really? But every time, the, yeah, that was that was a difficult one. The math thing really got me. That one I had trouble with. The science fiction sucks. one I did. Wait, Movies wait. was pretty good. We're not robots. We don't do math from our heads. But now a a speak and spell that was yes. not a robot. That is an artificial intelligence. That's an AI. Correct. Yes. correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is it's correct. like the difference between HAL and C3PO. C3PO is a robot. HAL is a computer. He's a computer. He's a computer. With the right. aid of a computer. <laughs> okay. Well, this is very exciting. We all love robots. I think we've established right that. Um, are are you know, we the first real robot generation? I mean, there have been robots prior to when we were growing up no, in the 70s, of what, course. You mean, you mean real robots? Well, like robots that build functioning cars. Robots. Well, functioning robots, yes. I think we are the first functioning, true functioning. I mean, we have yeah, they, they're robots, building cars. Robots yeah. have been around, you know, since the, the, the 30s. The dawn of movies, yeah. yeah. Since uh, Rossum's Universal Robots. That's R -R. correct. That's correct. The, uh, the uh, 
the production that uh, coined the term robot. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. And then, of course, you know, some of the most famous robots of all time were in silent movies. Sure. So um, perhaps we are we'll not going to mention. Perhaps we'll hear from them sometime this evening. That's why I'm not even mentioning what they are. But I'm just saying that robots go way back. But yes, in terms of actual robots in real life, we have robots in Detroit that build cars. We have Roomba that cleans houses. We have uh, we've all you know um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, uh, there are all kinds of robots. <laughs> <laughs> can't recall any of them right now but i'm sure they're out there i think uh, amazon is hiring right now i think they're gonna have a robot army soon a robot deliver army. stuff that's right and, i mean you guys saw what was it uh, boston dynamics or whoever the defense contractor oh. is building that huge general dynamics is building that that you know universal soldier robot you know Those that can that, that all the workers, robots. that all the workers there quit, keep pushing him over and pissing yeah. him off. Yeah, yeah. That's it's not going to lead cool. to anything good. Sick of getting bullied. The whole, you know, Skynet apocalypse thing is not going to happen because we get terrified that AI or suddenly becomes sentient. That that general dynamics robot is finally just going to get pissed off about getting pushed <laughs> over just to do tricks. I'm going to keep getting up. Exactly. Yeah. People are such dicks to that robot. It's yeah. not doing anything wrong. It's just trying to walk around. It was designed to walk Dude, around. Dude, I'm just trying to walk. I'm tr trying to walk over walk here and open this here. door. And you push me. <laughs> you you push me. One of these days, I'm going to push back. Yeah. But see, that's now they need the program to say, oh, my back. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. That's, what are you doing? Uh, that's that's yeah. more like 2XL. <laughs> Can I ask one more question about the rules? That is Just a question. Found the problem. <laughs> sure, I mean, Ashley. So a robot that sounds, has to be like artificial. Robot, that sounds like robot talk, Ashley. It, it is, but but it has to be ambulatory, right? And have a body. Yes. Does what if does a ship does an artificially intelligent ship count as a robot? I don't think so. No, because that's a ship. That's okay. an AI with an AI. Okay, even though it, it and, can move. and you know what? The TARDIS is a phone booth. Okay, let's yeah, get hey, that you're right. Actually, right let's all agree on that. Forget that. So, so what you're saying is the Nostromo, for example, even though it has an artificial intelligence at its heart right. in Mother, right. the ship itself does not count as the body. No, the Mother robot. is AI. Ash is a robot. There That's correct. Okay, fair. Fair. Okay, I'm getting you know angry what? now. Uh, I'm not just a robot. He's a goddamn robot. That's right. God. Technically, he's an android, an artificial person. You know, I, you know, look, I understand if we were like the remedial podcast that these would be normal questions to ask, but this, we function at a hey, much higher level. Why you know, do we even need to you know, discuss guys, this? I got a big responsibility. People, I got to figure out Wednesday, okay? The, the so people, I got to know the boundaries of the Ash, box. Ash, the people who said there are no dumb questions aren't here. Didn't they? Didn't have <laughs> they, never two, <laughs> they didn't have two XL as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. These are stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame the robot. Oh. So, anyway. being married. God. <laughs> I know the answers to all your questions. You are an idiot. <laughs> so where's the milk? Look in the refrigerator, dumbass. I look. It's right here. Just think how your childhood would have been threatened if 2XL could move across the room. Just oh, think dude. about that. I would have like been sitting in a corner peeing myself all the it time. It would have been like talking teen in the Twilight right, Zone. Right. <laughs> hey, evil oh, dolls, are they robots? And I'm going to kill you.
You'd wake up in the middle of the night and it'd be looming over you, looking at you. Red eyes glowing. (laughs) Ah! Terminator. (laughs) I had questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had had a game he played. It was called Trilex, where you could play this really cool game. Um, Was it really cool? All kinds of tapes. Exercise with 2XL. I don't know how he exercised. He didn't have legs. No. But uh, you know, it was it was too. I mean, I still have the tapes. I mean, it's it's amazing. But it's like and, Star and, Trek. We got to put the little tapes in to get it to work. And you really know, as opposed to the eight with, tracks with most were eight tracks, with, yeah. with a typical robot, wouldn't exercise be counterproductive? Like exercise is only going to wear out the yeah. robotic components faster rather than make them stronger. Well, he's exercising his brain while you're you exercising go. your body. Okay. Like that. Which much like the A-Track tape eventually breaks down. Right. So um, <laughs> I got to say, you know, last week we did live from New York and we were all astounded, I think, at how many great, uh, uh, you know, options there were, you know, from from a subject that didn't sound particularly broad. Um, and uh, this week, I think, is another redux in a way. I, at first, when I, I, I heard we were doing Robot Rumble Week, I'm like, oh, well, uh, that should be easy. And then I started thinking about it. And I realized, Wow. Not so easy as I was led to believe. <laughs> um, I was it that way for you guys? I still don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking either. I mean, I'm thinking many things. I have a lot of brain thoughts. You have a lot of questions. I do. <laughs> I do. Um, I mean, for Wednesday, should I pull my face off and reveal that I'm in fact a robot? I don't know if that's in the cards and you're capable of doing that. I think absolutely you should do that. Let me tell you something. Our downloads would be off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) We all know with Ashley, anything is possible. So (laughs) that would be, uh, that'd be amazing. Well, look, I I think it's best uh, rather than show, not tell. Let's uh, let's get into this robot rumble week, starting with, (laughs) with, uh, with Steve Melching. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Steve Melching, what, uh, what, what brings you to Monday? Well, you know, uh, I, I made a list of a, a bunch of robot movies. I, I did a lot of thinking about it. And uh, a couple of my favorite robot movies we've already talked about on the show. So I'm not going to pick one of those. Uh, so I, I, I thought I knew what I was going to do. And then I had a last minute substitution because the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, this movie is a really great modern robot movie that uh, upends a lot of expectations, both about uh, robots uh, and the film franchise itself uh, in in a way that was surprising and could have been more surprising, uh, but the marketing department blew it, got cold feet and blew it. And I think Mark is anticipating what I'm gonna say, but uh, my pick is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. Want to live. 
just can't go around killing people. Why? I'm a Terminator. Hasta la vista, baby. this movie because it's got not one but two robots in it and when i when i criticize the marketing department i'm of course talking about how the movie was sold on the idea that the arnold schwarzenegger robot is the hero of the movie and of course that's not how the movie is is written and and presented to you on screen because they uh, james cameron the writer director with william wisher uh, goes out of his way to maintain the illusion that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the same remorseless killing machine from the first movie. Um, we, we see him being very cold-blooded and violent and beating the crap out of people. He goes to that shit kicker bar and beats up all those bikers and stabs people and throws that one guy into a hot stove and you know it's 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 nasty and meanwhile the other robot we don't even know is a robot for a while we think maybe this is another kyle reese he looks human uh he's disguised as a police officer um you think maybe he's the good guy and uh and unfortunately we're deprived of that great reversal uh in the shopping mall when you think arnold schwarzenegger is about to fulfill his function in murder the young John Connor, when suddenly it turns out that no, he's there to protect him. And the other guy uh, is the evil robot. And that's a great reversal. And, uh, and not only that, the T-1000 is a really unique robot. We've never seen anything like this robot before uh, or since outside of the Terminator franchise, a robot made of liquid metal. Um, that can change its configuration, that can turn its hands into blades and pieces can break off of them and come back together. Uh, he can change shape and impersonate people uh, exactly. That's a great robot power and it makes an absolutely terrifying uh, robot uh, villain for the movie. And then you've got the great sort of classical uh, robot storyline uh, of a, uh, that sort of Pinocchio story of the uh, robot uh, developing human uh, feelings and responses. Uh, and that was written into the original script and the director's cut as this uh, CPU that can be switched from read only to read write, read slash write so that the, the robot can learn from human behavior uh, to better ostensibly emulate humans to get close enough to murder them. But in, in this case, it, it becomes more human because it's being, it's learning from uh, these caring humans, uh, humans that care about him. And, and uh, in the movie that, that scene, that pivotal scene was cut out uh, and replaced with that line of dialogue uh, that uh, the more time he spends around humans, the more he learns to be like humans which is a simple, elegant solution, but takes away that interesting moral choice that Linda Hamilton has to make uh, when they remove the chip and they could just destroy him and move on without him. But 
anyway, I'm blathering. Ashley, I'm sure, has a lot of thoughts about this, having actually worked on a Terminator show. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, look, this movie changed the course of my career, so I owe it everything. Um, secondly, you know, look, this is one of this is one of my favorite movies of, of all time. I think in spite of the fact that uh, that the uh, that the T-800's role in this was blown by the marketing, it still works. It works like gangbusters uh, when he shows up in the mall. Um, and, and, you know, look, it's all gold, man. It's basically a boy and his dog story. It's like E.T. with like people getting shot in the freaking face, uh, which, you know, if they, uh, you know, if it were Steven Spielberg who made it, I guess, like he would pull out his radio and shoot people in the face or something like that. Um, you know, look, it's, it's a, it's a great action movie. It's so smart. It's so emotional. It's about something. There are few movie moments more satisfying than realizing that, um, that the Terminator killed absolutely no cops right. in the assault on Cyberdyne. Um, you know, all of this stuff with Freeman Dyson is terrific. Um, I love that like the, the, the real Terminator in this movie uh, it is Linda Hamilton, it's Sarah Connor, but the reason why she does things, um, you know, and that chip is funny because that chip and the, it's, it, the essence of that chip was such an important part of, uh, of what we did on the, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, right? Like what's going on with the chip. But I have to tell you, in spite of the fact that it worked great for us and it, and it gave us a lot of opportunities, there's a part of me that that totally gets what you're saying about how it presented this great um, moral choice for our human characters in the moment, right? To kind of activate that chip, to kind of make this leap of faith. On the other hand, I think um, it took something away from the Terminator, right? Because yeah. the second that you do that, you turn his humanity into something that can be turned on or off. And so you undermine his agency. And you also undermine a bit of the of the tension, right? Because is he learning to be like us or is he learning to be us? And that question isn't answered until he throws himself into the steel. And that is such an emotional moment. It's just, and you can hear it. It's, and I don't know if I'm, and I would think, I think we all probably heard um, the, the dialogue, heard the read this way, but hear that kind of fatherly emotion in the, the Terminator's voice. You know, I, I don't know, but, but when that moment happens, right, when he's explaining it to John, it's just, ah, oh, it crushes you, it kills you. And the fact that he goes through with it, that he like self-terminates, it just, it tells you everything that the chip scene tells you. Um, as much as I dig that scene, I mean, there's a lot of the deleted scenes that I actually really dig, and I sort of love them as a fan of the of the series of of movies, at least the first two, and then our show. Uh, but I mean, look, it's a it's a great pick. I, and the funny thing is, as much as I love it, I would not have picked it for Wednesday because it it wouldn't be outside of the box, certainly for me. <laughs> it's but, very uh, much in the box. It's very and, much and, in the box, but it's and, a great um, sort of boundary for the box. I and I I love it. It's a great pick. And it also has such a great sort of black sense of humor about it. Like when John Connor insists that he not kill people, he's like, okay, fine. You know, he just wounds them terribly, shoots right. them in the leg or, you know, does, it's like, oh my God, it's so nasty. I thought you said you weren't going to kill those guys. They live. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. 
the whole film has just such a great sense of humor and 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 it's such a it's a terrific sequel it just like Cam James Cameron is one of the best filmmakers to uh, sequel filmmakers I mean he made an amazing sequel to his own movie in Terminator 2 and he made that great alien sequel where he took everything that was great about the first movie and found new ways to explore those themes and turn uh, story points on their head and, and, and introduce and, ex and expand on the mythology. It's just he, a, a terrific movie. And he made that sequel to Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> oh! oh. <Hey> now. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's no race to Titanic. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I totally get why people love Terminator 2. Um, I, I wish I loved it more. I'm such a huge fan of the original Terminator that I just, I just love the original. It's like, I think you and me, I are on the same page. Yeah. I, I just, I never like, I don't not like, I would not argue it's a bad movie or, or a, I, I just don't love it. And I never did. Uh, but, but the, the original Terminator to me is like pure. It's great. Oh, it's amazing. It does so um, much with so little. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so in awe of that movie. Terminator Perfect. 2 does so little with so much. In my opinion, in yeah. my opinion, but definitely the first Terminator is, is a perfect little. Thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I have so much, so much respect for that uh, that first Terminator. But I get it; it's a great pick for Robot Week. You know, because you, like you say, you got two robots, not yeah. one robot. So it's always <laughs> better. More robots, there are the, the better. Days in the future, um, right. and there are the other T eight hundreds, and you see the T six hundred. They're all they're robots blowing out that movie's ass. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all really upset that people made them fall over. Yeah. Yes. You know, and and now they want their revenge. So uh, a great choice, great choice. Um, uh, and um, you know, we'll just have to have that music cue going throughout the podcast. <laughs> um, and that you know that brings us to Tuesday. So Darren, not overwhelmed with Terminator Two, be very curious to hear what his pick is. We know it's not going to be Working Girl. So uh, Darren, or tell us. It? <laughs> well, some would, would say I would Harrison love to hear Ford was somewhat robotic. And <laughs> well, um, my choice is sort of out of the box, but it's one of the films that created the box. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Do I you? Do too. Yes, I do. Yes. Do you? Yes. You want us to write it down on a piece Why of paper? Why don't you write it down? Because I think you're going to be wrong. Okay. Oh, fascinating. That's great. Well, then it's clear. Never mind. Hold on. I'm writing it down. Hold on. Well, I don't even have paper. What's paper? Do, 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 do. <laughs> One moment, Leon. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I have it. I have it written down. Okay. Steve, are you going to participate in this little uh, fun fest? Yeah, I'm just writing mine down. Okay. All three of you are going to be wrong. Oh, oh my gosh! I, I, I now I'm having I'm filled with self doubt and loathing. Well, good. Um, I mean, more than usual. Um, well, it's it's two XL's fault. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> my movie is from 1962. Okay, I was wrong. I'm wrong. Me too. Me too. And I'm wrong too. Show us your answers. It's from a different country. Oh no! Now I'm wrong again. They make movies in other countries. What? They do. <laughs> they do. France. And some of these countries are uh, way ahead of the game in 1962. And this country is, it comes from Russia. With love. No, it is called Planeta Burr. That's obviously an anglicized version of the title. It's also called Planet of Storms. 
And it was uh, directed by a man named Pavel Klushantsev, who was a pioneer in the uh, Russian film program and in Russian visual effects. This is known uh, very well in visual effects circles as a uh, really a pioneering work. Um, and it, uh, it deals with uh, three spaceships traveling to the planet Venus. One of the ships is destroyed That's by- That's not Venus. <laughs> one of the ships is destroyed by, uh, by a, a meteor. And uh, the other two have to go on with the mission uh, while they wait for the third replacement ship to arrive. The Convoy and, was basically a remake of this, right? The what? Convoy? Convoy? With Christmas convoy with bird with bird convoy bird, yeah. bird convoy yeah. <laughs> sorry um, the the astronauts from one of the ships go down to the planet's surface and they have these amazingly futuristic uh, uh, space helmets that Ridley Scott ripped off for uh, Prometheus and um, they also bring with them this very large industrial human-shaped robot called Iron John. And he is, he is sort of like a silver version of the power loader, but he has these huge arms and huge legs and a, and a, and a, a very, uh, you know, it's a very mechanical uh, uh, robot and he has a personality. And it turns out that he is... Um, he follows Asimov's laws for some reason, and he is one of the uh, protectors of this band of, uh, of astronauts. And he basically, uh, during the course of the movie, rescues uh, a couple of the spacemen and sacrifices his own life for them. And it's a really, it's a, a really touching scene, and it's, uh, the movie itself is extremely odd because it has all these really futuristic uh, sort of uh, situations, but it is like you're watching a movie that was made on another planet, um, literally, because of the, you know, the, the cultural differences that uh, exist between America and Russia at the time. And of course, this was in the, in the, the height of the uh, Cold War, you know, and uh, it's, it's really amazing. Um, uh, Bob Skotak, one of the Skotak brothers who did the visual effects in Aliens and uh, Terminator 2, um, he went to Russia to search for this uh, Pavel Klushantsev and found him and interviewed him. And on the, on the, the release that uh, exists now, which is a DVD that you can get on Amazon, um, you have that interview with Klushantsev and a, a very interesting documentary on his work. And it's really amazing. Um, but when I, when I was first uh, introduced to it, uh, I, I marveled at all the things that had been stolen from it by other movies, and I had never heard of it. And it's just one of those things that once you see it, you know exactly, you know, where these ideas came from. So it's, it's you know, I, I would recommend looking it up because it's really fascinating. And the robot is really cool. Sounds I like want to see it. Commie, sounds like a lot of commie talk. Well, it is. <laughs> it sounds fascinating. I love when, you know, can bring something to the show that, you know, not only we have not seen, but I I, I would be lying if I said I've even heard of this movie. Yeah. So uh, really, um, uh, 
sounds fascinating. I'd love to see it. That's 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 uh, sounds really interesting. And I would never have guessed that. My guess was actually uh, Metropolis. Yeah, that was uh, my guess too. Yeah, I say mine was uh, go paperless. Go paperless. Wizard, oh, of Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's interesting. That's that interesting. Tin Man, huh? See the Tin Man as a robot, Ashley. What do you think? I like the. Tin uh, I would have said actually Metropolis. Then I, when he said, "No, is the Tin Man a robot?" Oh yeah, actually, I, I completely believe the Tin Man is a robot. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> Good thing you didn't pick it. <laughs> I believe that the Tin Man is actually powered by magic, and thus tin is man. not a robot. That's kind of how I man. feel. Yeah. I, it's all. It's, I, it's a Batman. dream. It's it's a dream. It's 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 Darth Vader's dream. Okay. Well, anyway, that was a really interesting pick, Darren. It's not Thanks. often you can surprise yeah. us that much, but well, that was I a like huge doing surprise. That occasionally. And, and, I've, and, I've, uh, I've, I've heard of this movie, and, and I think a lot of what I've heard about it was from you in conversation in the past. Well, the interesting thing of it is that uh, Roger Corman uh, basically bought a print of this, and he released it in, in the United States in under two different movies. He took footage from it and overdubbed it and uh, made two movies, uh, one called Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet, and then Voyage to the Planet of Prehistoric Women. Um, so <laughs> he, he made full use of his uh, uh, skills as a, uh, a con artist and a, uh, and a uh, ripoff uh, master. So um, there is footage in Corman releases from this movie. But clearly the, the you're real not version, a Roger Corman fan. So he, really. so he he cannibalized the film and took took elements of the film and then made much yeah. like the early Power Rangers episodes. They yes, took exactly. And then filmed new material yep. to uh, interesting. But you know what? Well, he, that was his stock and trade. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, after he did his Vincent Price movies, I mean, all through the seventies, he would buy films and re recut them and yeah. and 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 film little wraparounds and you know, kind of what you know, even more. But of the what question they did about Godzilla. this is. Did he buy it from someone who actually owned the film? <laughs> I think that's the well, question. Well, in Soviet Russia, yet. film owned yet. you. Uh, I will say this about Roger Corman. Without Roger Corman, we might not, not have, have Jim, Jim Cameron, Cameron, Catherine Bigelow, Joe Dante, like just, just Francis just, Coppola, Ron yeah. Howard, absolutely. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He was the first to take advantage of all of these That's great right. You know, <laughs> he famously, like when uh, Waterworld was originally developed for him, as the story goes, and when the script was turned into him, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the director, uh, like the original director kind of came in with the writer and Roger Corman was very angry having read the script and, and he threw it down on his desk and he said, I can't make this. This would cost me at least $1.5 million. <laughs> yeah that's roger oh my god but he made a good oh fantastic four movie yeah i'll give him that somebody had he to. made the, ba the he best made the best one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so that brings us to wednesday and ashley miller now darren was way out of the box there so the question is ashley are you in the box this week or are you out of the box this well, week? Well, you know, which out of the box Ashley do we have, right? Because there's the out of the box Ashley who's like, I'm just trolling Mark Oldman out of the box. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's, there is the out of the box Ashley that's like, oh, I never would have thought of that. There's the out of the box Ashley that's, 
you know, no, that's terrible, but it's amusing to mention it. Um, and then there's the so in the box that I'm out of the box. And uh, oh, Empire Strikes Back, it is. Yeah, well, you know what? There are robots in that movie. <laughs> <Imperial> probe droid. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So uh, I, there was a there's a movie that I I was this close to to picking, but I'm not because I, I think it's maybe something we can talk about for for Friday. But um, so uh, the the movie I'm going to pick represented the end of an era. It too was a foreign film. Um, it too uh, was, um, you know, it it, it it wasn't exactly well. How to put it? Uh, it it wasn't exactly like the first thing that that you'd expect that you'd think about when you think about like a a, a robot movie. Although, you know, Mark kind of foreshadowed it uh, a little bit. Um, it wasn't necessarily, even though it was a, a sequel to a very successful franchise, it was in fact uh, the least financially successful entry in that film series. Although in many ways, in my opinion, um, it was probably among the most well-made of those films. I am referring, oh. Can we, can we write it down? Yeah, write I it guess. down. Okay, everybody, write down, write down I have your no, I have bonus no points. Guess. It was written by a woman. Go. Oh. It's Empire Strikes Back. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh well, I'm not going to write it down then. All right. No, uh, yeah, 1975's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, wait, I am going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 75. Um, okay. I love it. What's your final answer? This is riveting podcasting. Okay. <laughs> Did you write down, Steve? No, I have no clue. Oh, okay. Okay, Mark, what's your guess? Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Very close. Oh. Very, very close. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was one of the most successful uh, films in the Godzilla franchise, um, particularly the Showa era. Uh, and its sequel, this direct sequel, The Terror, of Mechagodzilla was the last film of the Showa era released in 1975 to declining ticket sales. Uh... Um, and it, it's funny, it's, um, it was one of those movies that I revisited with, uh, with my oldest boy, with, uh, with uh, our, our one time uh, guest 430 movie picker, Caden, uh, uh, when he was going through his Godzilla phase. And I realized that this little geek uh, knew a lot about the movies that he loved because as we were, you know, we were going through this whole Godzilla movie marathon. We started watching the terror of Mecha Godzilla. And I was actually marveling at how well shot it was. I mean, and if you, if you watch this movie like back to back with something like Godzilla versus Megalon, which is a terribly made film and just a terrible film. It's just like, it's, it's night and day. Did like, you say the title of the movie that you picked? Yes, the terror yeah. of Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, okay. The terror yeah. of Mecha Godzilla. The terror right. of Mecha Godzilla. Terra, the Mecha Godzilla. Please don't worry. Even if you're a cyborg, Katsura, I still love you. 
You aren't to blame. None of this is your fault. You shed tears. Then you are human. You have a human heart like anyone else. Please kill me. Destroy my body. What? Inside me is the controller. Mega Godzilla's brains installed in my stomach. Cut quickly. To stop him. Don't you be silly. I you must. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. Godzilla! <laughs> Sir. Uh, yeah, it's so we're watching this, and all of a sudden, this kid pops off with all this stuff about the Showa era of Godzilla films, and he's telling me all of these things. And I'm like, Who are you? Where did you come from? Are you my kid? Um, and so it was, it was a movie where I, I bonded with him on, on a couple of levels. Number one, he was sharing something with me that he really loved in ways that I just simply just blew my mind. And even though I've always loved Godzilla films, like I, I was never like into them in the way that he was clearly into them, the way that he kind of dove into what they were. And it was also nice to revisit it kind of with an adult's eye and go, wow, that's actually a pretty well-made film. Um, and it's pretty well shot. Like the cinematography is, I mean, you don't think about that for a Godzilla movie, but it's actually true. It's actually pretty effective. Um, again, you know, it was, uh, it was written by a woman. Um, she was an assistant at Toho and they had a writing contest, right? And so she submitted her story and it was selected like four months after uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was released. And they let her write the script um, and it was bananas and they made this movie. Um, and again, it was, it was really great. It's also notable because it's the only Godzilla movie that has nudity in it. Although that didn't well, show Well, Godzilla up. has been nude the entire time. Well, yeah, I exactly. just want to tell His you. Godzilla dork is, well, that's a good question. <laughs> does, does he have a cloaca or like what's happening down there? Everything is hidden. Everything is hidden. In the folds of, a, of- He's got radioactive, yes. I don't know. He does um, have anyway. radioactive blood. But yes. Definitely my pick is Terror of Mechagodzilla. It is absolutely, if you love these kinds of movies, revisit this one and appreciate it um, for what it is, for how different it is. Really um, a lot appreciate it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> it's worth appreciating. Um, and, and again, if you love Godzilla- I got the reference, Darren. I knew you would. Podcast <laughs> news. Podcast. <laughs> I type it here and it comes out there. That's right. Thank you. Very good. Yes. I'm sitting on the shirt tail, uh, sitting on my coat right now, <laughs> punching my one now, thought. Now, now, is this like in uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, where there are little Japanese women controlling uh, Mechagodzilla inside? 
Uh, because then I don't know if it no, really is, is a like robot. A, is Mechagodzilla a ship? Well, in later movies, when they brought Mechagodzilla back, they kind of turned Mechagodzilla into a ship that was piloted, um, you know, by like the Japan Defense Force or something, which is dancing bananas. on dangerous Look, if, ground. If Japan Defense Force <laughs> had a Mechagodzilla, the Empire is back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't be speaking Japanese now, is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. We, all be <laughs> I, we would all be turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> you know, well, I, that... I'm sure I saw this movie. Uh, I can't because uh, I, you know, I was I liked Godzilla movies when I was growing up in the 70s and early 80s, and I'm sh I'm sure I saw it. You know, like on a Saturday afternoon movie or yeah. you know the 4:30 movie or something like that back in the day. But movie. for the life of me, I can't I can't uh, visualize this movie as a whole although i can now never I, remember any of them individually yeah but I, I have that great criterion box set of all the godzilla movies and i've been meaning mm -hmm. to dive in so i will i will definitely pay special attention to the terror of mechagodzilla when it comes up yeah i can only remember the godzilla movies that were on the 430 movie because of course the 430 movie had godzilla week and it was always godzilla Godzilla Rodan, which was mm -hmm. <laughs> Godzilla versus the Terror Man, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, and on Friday it was always Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, right? Oh, like, yeah. Which is yeah. like my least favorite, which I don't understand. But well, it's pretty much the worst. Yeah, it is absolutely the worst. I mean, although you know, I could have actually named Godzilla versus Megalon because Jet Jaguar is a robot, and Jet Jaguar is in that movie. But it's it's amazing to watch those two back to back the way I did. And it's just like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, like how the quality of the films could vary that widely and why that like unmitigated piece of crap that I kind of love, like, <laughs> like Godzilla versus Megalon would be so successful. And Terra- yeah, I, I, pre I, I prefer Godzuki. Yeah, <laughs> you know, from the, from the cartoon, which I also love, by the way. I can, I can hum that theme song. Up from, uh, I can see up from the depths. 30 stories high, breathing fire, he stands in the sky, Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla <laughs> and Godzuki. <laughs> what do you think, 2XL? They're all idiots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, this is shaping up to be a very interesting week. You know, very eclectic. Uh, very, very eclectic. It's electric Electric <laughs> on the electric, I, I, you know, eclectic Steve, now network. Steve comes out of the box with like a really strong pick, but that is you know pretty much like the top of any list about you know robot movies. Like most people would say, Terminator Two is probably you know one of the great movies about uh you know a, a ro robot. Very very mainstream. Very mainstream. Not typical of Steve. Very interesting pick for him. You know, it, totally a, 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 a great pick, but not typical of Steve. Then Darren, who usually Mr. Mainstream, comes with one like, not out of left field. It's yeah. out of the ballpark. Yeah. It's like outside Ridley Field, make a left, <laughs> you know, go, you know, across. Cleveland Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> this amazing. Is, uh, this is Professor Doctorman's. That's right. And then <laughs> Ashley, it's very interesting because if it had been Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, I would say it's almost straight down the middle, but you turned it on its head by yeah. going with terror of Mechagodzilla. Even a little twist. So, yeah. So it's very, very interesting the way this week is shaping up in my humble opinion. I can't wait to see what comes next yeah, on Thursday. Too, but I think I know what you're going to pick. 
I think I Sleeper. Woody Allen's yeah. classic yeah, movie. No exactly. <laughs> yeah, we all knew it. It's the only Woody Allen movie with robots. No, um, <laughs> that is not my pick. You know, and I have to say. Is it, is it Rocky Three or Rocky Four? Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Yeah, or the Muppets <laughs> with 80s robot. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I, my, my, my opinion, my choice is evolving um, because... I feel like I don't want uh, to pick a movie where robots are kind of superfluous to it. Wait, like there is a robot, but it's not a robot movie. Like for instance, Logan's Run has a great robot in Box, right? But he, it's not about Box right. or Plankton or Fish of the Sea. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it, uh, you know, it's about a lot of, you know, of other things. It's mostly about Jenny Agutter. Uh, yeah. but, um, but, but it's yeah, a rated so G not... movie with an orgy in it. Come on. Wait, what was it? Yeah. But still, there's PG, an orgy in it. But still, yeah, okay. So now, yeah. I, uh, hard to believe. So I can't go with like something like Logan's run, you know? Um, and, 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 and then I don't want to go because there's so many good robot movies i don't want to troll with something like saturn three with yeah. hector you know because that that's another farrah what's my farrah fawcett thing going is again another sci-fi movie with farrah fawcett um and kirk douglas not even worth getting into but then we start talking about how john barry was replaced by stanley donan and the whole thing is yeah. fakakta so i'm not going to go with with saturn something 3. was very wrong on saturn, Indeed, on saturn many things yeah 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 <laughs> and, and 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 you know so it really comes down to a movie that's really about robots. I mean, that's why, like, even like as much as I want to show Rogue One love, because I love, you know, I love that movie, and I think KTSO, KTSO, KT K2SO is such a wonderful character played by Alan Tudyk, you know, and I love Rogue One, and they look for any chance to sort of sing its praises. Because everybody says, oh, there's never been a good Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, it's like Rogue One is great. It's, it's, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, but so I want to do a robot movie. Okay, so, good. Uh, so, it, but now it's where it gets really difficult. And I'm not going to give you a list. I got to decide. You've already given decide. us a list. Mark, I know. cut to the chase. We all know it's Buck Rogers in the 25th century. <laughs> right, which was theatrically released and has Squeaky in it, who is, in fact, beady, a robot. Beady, beady, beady. I'm going to go with a movie that I think I could only pick for this week. Because there are other movies, I think, that could land on other weeks. So, you know, but this movie, it's not good enough to be in any other week than Robot Week. So I'm going to go with Michael Crichton's Westworld. Yes. MGM presents Westworld. Your attention, please. We will soon be landing at Westworld. Each resort is maintained by reliable computer technology and peopled by lifelike robot men and women. Let's stand by for resort activation. Ready on six, on five, on four, on three, on two. Activate now. Our robots are programmed to provide you with an unforgettable vacation. Dinner at seven, breakfast at 6.30. Get lunch on your own. Don't look like much here, but we have everything. You mean to tell me he's a robot? What'll it be? Uh, vodka martini on the rocks with a twist of lemon. Very dry, please. Just give him whiskey. 
He's new in town. Many elements of the Delos Resort are potentially dangerous. That's part of the appeal. Go on. You say something, boy. Kill him. Your move. Funny handle. And all in a controlled environment. That's not supposed to happen. We know you'll enjoy your stay in Westworld. Hold it. The ultimate resort. Let me do it this time. Where nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong. I'm shot. Go wrong. Raw. Go wrong. Oh, my God. Shut down. Shut down immediately. Westworld from MGM. Starring Yul Brynner, Richard Benjamin, and James Brolin. Westworld, the ultimate resort. Boy, do we have a vacation for you. For you. For you. For you. Yeah, and of course, this is the story of a, a, good a theme park. <laughs> Watch it's it. a less a cerebral version. Like, yeah. uh, it's um, in which... Um, it, uh, you know, R- Richard Benjamin is, is visiting this theme park. This place they is great. The old West with, uh, with robots. Yul Brenner plays the gunslinger. Um, and of course, something goes wrong at Delos. Um, and, and uh, you know, last week we had vacation. This week we have vacation. vacation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Wally World where it was open. Unfortunately, everything broke down. So um, I think the original Westworld, you know, it's not particularly you know, brilliantly shot. It's it's Michael Crichton's first, um, it's not Jurassic, his first script. Jurassic it's Park, first, point five. <laughs> yeah, it, right. It, it, it's a precursor to Jurassic Park. People forget, basically Jurassic Park is Westworld, but with a good director. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Crichton was a wonderful and inventive and creative writer. Yeah. He was never a great director. Right. Because he also did Runaway with Robots. Right. Which is terrible. Yeah. Like Gene Simmons and Tom <laughs> Selleck. And what's your I, name? And I cursed the alley who, who the only reason I saw that was because I had a crazy crush on Kirstie alley back then. That was before I knew she was a Trump supporter. Yeah. So I, I loved, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to love that movie so bad and it was terrible. And it was so, so bad. it's so bad. Um, but my pick is going to be Westworld. Uh, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, killer robots. I mean, you know, we're doing robot week. We got to have a, a movie. You are going to have robots on your robot week. Um, so I, 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 you know, straight up, there's no, Ashley's not going to ask me, well, are these really robots in Westworld? Of course oh, they're robots. They even call robots, robots in Westworld. Yeah. And you know, you, you take the faces off. Anytime there, the faces come off, underneath. they're robots. It's, it's creepy, you know, and it has an awful sequel in future world yeah. has a great awful TV spinoff and, beyond Westworld, <laughs> you know it's like it it it, it hit hits all the bot checks all the future boxes. world that's yeah, what i said it has terrible future world yeah yeah it was, and, and you know the funny thing is you know this is back when they just tried to cash in on a successful movie they made future world for like three dollars they shot in houston yeah. at like some i think it was you know at the um uh flight center there so they basically reverse engineered the script around the set that they had cheap world. it's cheap <laughs> it was yeah it's a ter- and i actually saw future world in a theater before i saw Westworld. so that's wow. not the way to enjoy these movies i saw future world first at the canarsie in brooklyn and then years later i think i saw Westworld finally and of course um, Westworld uh features uh major barrett as the, that's uh, right saloon in the saloon, saloon uh, uh madam I'll take Tandy Newton over Rachel Barrett for 10, please. So would I. 
But look at the show. <laughs> but Yul Brenner. Wait, it does have Yul Brenner. No, it does have Yul Brenner. It has Yul Brenner playing Yul the same role as he did in the Magnificent Seven, and he the same role he plays in the Canaanites, which is the crazy part. Right yeah. when he bursts into song and he's like crossing his arms and kicking his leg. I mean, come on. He he's wears great. the same hat and the same outfit in yeah. Westworld. Yeah. That was like, and, and you know, West, it was, uh, because back then they were still releasing all those sequels to Magnificent Seven. Right. So it was like a big deal that it was very meta that yeah. Yul Brenner was playing, um, you know, basically Chris, the gunslinger in, in Westworld. Back before, like, that drink. Meta, before this kind of meta stuff was commonplace. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's really cool. And um Obviously, it inspired a TV series that Darren worked on, uh, Westworld, many years later, uh, for HBO. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, it's a bit of a franchise. Who would it have is. thought? It yeah. is. Um, so my pick for Thursday, and again, not the greatest movie, but boy, that that's a movie I thought could have been remade. I guess it was as Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that's that's my pick. But it they took. Did a, they did a Simpsons episode. Basically, as a riff yes. on uh, Westworld, they they did. It was uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land, yeah, or Duff Duff World, or yeah. yeah. Well, and that brings us to Friday. So <laughs> I I want to just say, can I tell you the film I didn't pick that Challenge, I really yeah. wanted to pick for Thursday? No, yeah, Ex Machina, the the yeah, Alex yeah. Garland film uh, with uh, Alicia Vikander yeah. uh, and and Oscar Isaac. Terrific little movie uh, uh, about androids and the danger of androids uh of, of and, and of course I, I don't know how none of us have mentioned the day the earth stood still with gort well i kind of thought that of, would be darren's honestly until like it's because started. we've we've mentioned it many times yeah. and that's why i didn't pick it for yeah. thursday yeah. because it, it, it fits in a number of other weeks same thing and, with forbidden planet yeah. Yep. Uh, you know we've star we've wars star wars we've mentioned all these great movies so many times before, um, you know, uh, silent running. Yeah, absolutely. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah. You know, we didn't mention um, Star Trek Generations, your favorite, Mark. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, you know, if I had to go with one of those movies, I would go first contact oh, yeah. Yeah. over Generations. Um, but, you know, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention The Iron Giant. Yeah, that, was, that would be that, my pick for Friday. That, that, was was my, my uh, that was almost my pick for Monday also. It was back and forth between Iron Giant and T2. A you terrific watched, anime. You guys watch Ted Lasso on Apple? Love it, yeah. I, I just started it's, watching it today, actually. Oh, it, it's fantastic. But there's a scene, there's, a, there's an episode, and this is not to give anything away, in which the Iron Giant plays a part. So you'll get to it and you'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Naomi um, got me to Naomi and Chris Parnell both told me the show was great. So um, we, we started watching it. She'd already seen it, but um, uh, it's freaking awesome. It is my great. like favorite that and Better Call Saul, my favorite uh, shows of the of 2020. I love I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to keep uh, Apple. They finally found the killer app. Now I have to keep it, you know, which is uh, yet another streaming service I have to keep. So um, other other uh, movies. Um, well, well, Wall-E, another animated yeah, movie. Absolutely. Pixar's Wall-E movie. Yeah, Big Hero Six, another animated yeah. movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Transformers, another animated movie. Oh wait. Uh, uh, well, uh, there was an animated Transformers in 1980. Yeah, uh, I know. Right. Well, you know, the kids love that Transformers. 
featuring uh, Orson Welles's final performance. And Leonard Nimoy as the yes. Wait, right. no. Uh, who did Leonard Nimoy Some like, animated thing. There's also right. Avengers, The Age of Ultron. Right. Um, you know, with James Spader as and the, the titular Ultron. Um, Passengers. Well, Passengers. There's another one uh, with uh, Robin Williams, Bicentennial Man. Oh, yes. Right. That is not really remembered as being great, but it's not a bad film. It's a really fascinating, like, sort of pure science fiction film that doesn't always work, but it has some really good things in it. Dan Weber loves that movie. Our <laughs> good friend Dan Weber. He, I remember when it came out, he was, you know, he was like Kevin McCarthy in Invasion of the Bystashers. <laughs> Bicentennial Man is great. You have to see Bicentennial Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we took him about as seriously as they took Kevin McCarthy. Um, AI fits the bill, except I don't love AI. it. I love yeah, it. it. Yeah, I've it on the show before. I would have picked that, but I'd already picked it for Spielberg yeah. Week. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, well, what about, okay, so. you know, we got to give number five his props because number Do five we? is oh, a lot. Yeah, short circuit. <laughs> short circuit, but short circuit two. Yeah. <laughs> Electric Google it. Well, oh, now, well, if we're going to get into that, okay. Here's the film I almost picked, but I didn't want Darren's head to explode. Uh huh. Sure. It has some of the most memorable robots in history, cinema history. The Black Hole. You know Vincent, what? Mm -hmm. Old Bob, Star. Maximilian. 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 Vincent. I mean, you know, uh -huh. it, it has more robots per, 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 you know, you know, per square inch. Yeah. Tony Arguably, the robots are the most interesting characters in that movie. And that makes it great for Robot Week. Come on. Yeah. It, it's the anniversary. It's the 41st anniversary this week uh, coming up uh, of, of the Black Hole. We should show a little Black Hole love here on the show. And um, if we know anything, kids love Ernest Borgnine. They do. Kids love Ernest <laughs> Borgnine. Yeah, and, and Tony Perkins. <laughs> and Tony Perkins. Kids you also love Ursus Combata. Oh, I know yeah. I did. Yep. Well, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Star Trek the motion picture. There's. I got your robot right here. Well, she's technically a probe. I don't know yeah, if she's no, no, really she's a, a robot. robot. Dude, check her out. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess that's true. Kind of did, but at the same Jim, time, this is a mechanism. You yeah. damn right. Okay, it is. there you go. Game set match. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, and then there's uh, Chappie, uh, oh. which uh, I only Ooh. made it halfway through. I I stopped it halfway through. There's a stirring endorsement for Chappie. Yeah. Well, and also, Chappie's have... is a movie I've only half seen because damn. You have uh, Ash yeah. and Alien. You have um, Lance Henriksen and Aliens as Bishop. You have in, in Alien 3, Bishop for about 30 seconds. You have Call and Alien 4, Resurrection, which is awful. Mm -hmm. That's played by Winona Ryder. Um, you have and then, uh, if, only, if only in The Godfather Part 3. Right, you if mean, only that were Sophia yeah. Coppola. Yeah. And you have a, a David and Prometheus and Covenant. Right. And, you know, I would argue, I mean, as much as I don't particularly like those movies, you know, Michael Fassbender as David is probably one of the most interesting things about those films. Yeah. That opening um, uh, 15 minutes of Prometheus with, with Fassbender great. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I it, thought we were witnessing one of the great sci-fi movies of the of the decade, and then it takes a wild dump. Yeah, yeah. then it just goes. unfortunately. You're so well. I agree with you. I think that Prometheus, maybe even more in the first ten minutes, maybe the first twenty minutes, yeah. it's like so spectacular, and then it just all 
goes up in smoke. Yeah, yeah. It's so great yeah. that I kept wanting it to be good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the whole time. Like, All no, the no, way no, through watching fine. it. And then, no. Yeah. For a while, I loved that movie because I, the, the, I, the first 20 minutes were so good. It was that wanting to, the production design and the, that scene with Lawrence of Arabia. And I just like overlooked all the problems with it. You know, just trying to, I wanted to believe that it was great. And then yeah. Covenant's a mess. But those, uh, those, the robots in that series, they've all been, they've all been great. I mean, you know, Ian Holm is fantastic as Ash and Lance Henriksen as Bishop. I mean, they're great, great movie robots. And I'm curious about this Noah Hawley series they just announced, this limited series. Uh, Wonder uh, Alien, yeah. Alien on Earth. Yeah. Oh, it's on Earth. Yeah. And then we didn't mention uh, another sort of classic uh, uh, robot movie. The '70s is Stepford Wives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. You know, and that, that was a or, you know, when you look back at the definitive robot movie, of course, because it is robot spelled backwards. Tobor the Great. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget Robot Monster. That's, yep, true. that's right. And half orangutan, half project. robot. And of course, the 80s mega hit Heartbeeps. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. With a beautiful score by John Williams. Weird style. Yep, Weird yes. Science. That was yeah. on my list. Yeah. Weird Science. It's Kelly amazing LeBron. how much some of these uh, films sexualize robots because you have Weird you know Science. What? Real Kelly Life LeBron, Kelly LeBron wasn't. Art. I'm well, going to stop you. She wasn't a robot in that. Well, wasn't she, she wasn't a robot. She was a robot. No. Because like Demon Seed, where the robot impregnates. Right. I mean, Julie Christie. Or, and then, and then Saturn three, you know, yeah. where the robot, you know, it wants to kill everyone so it could be with Farrah Fawcett. That's horny I mean, robot week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different show. <laughs> Gigolo, um, Gigolo Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 In, in AI. Sounds amazing. You, you know what I didn't? I never saw. Well, you also have the Fembots from Austin Powers, from yeah. the original Fembots, sure. in uh, Doctor Goldfoot and the the Bikini Machine, I think. And then yeah. they were also in, um, of course, famously in the Bionic Woman. Um, right. But you know, you know what was a very uh, popular film that I did not see that was supposedly quite good with Frank Langella, Robot and Frank. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I never saw it, but I, I, I people like that. I, I've heard it was good, but it, it's sort of like one of those things that. I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe them. They can't be telling the truth. It's a lie. It's a big lie. And now here's the film I thought that Ashley was going to pick. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it has Robo in the title, Robocop. Well, except that's I, true. He's not a robot, though. Movies we're thankful for, too. And so I felt it's like. It's Robocop. Right. Yeah, not Robot Robocop. Yes. Not the Robocop. T is for, the T is for savings. <laughs> Come on. It's a I, robot cop. I would he's argue only that half he's only half because machine. his brain is human. Except Ed 209 is 100% robot. That's yeah. true. Totally. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can certainly go about it that way. But we've also picked RoboCop before. That's true. I'm just saying. You can't just dismiss <laughs> it out of hand. Just saying. So a lot of, lot of, lot of tough choices. A on lot this of robots. Week. Robots. I, I, I would robots. make the case... For the original, one of the great original robots, Maria and Metropolis. I think the Fritz Lang movie is a brilliant movie. I think, you know, Maria obviously inspired generations of robots like Absolutely. C3PO. Um, and it's, 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 it would be a great Friday pick. I also, but I also love Ex Machina. Yeah. Well, they, they're very similar movies, actually. 
I got um, to see, uh, in, when I was visiting Paris a couple of years ago, there's a great, if you're ever in Paris, there's a great motion picture museum uh, outside of central Paris that has some Lumiere stuff in there. And it has an original false Maria it's not from the movie, but it was carved by the same artist who made, mm. who carved the false Maria for the movie at roughly the same time or not too far removed. And it looked, it was amazing. Well, we got to pick it's Friday and we're, we, we got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, now that we got the iron giant too. Yeah. yeah that's it. I'm leaning towards iron giant or Thank ex you. machina. Ex machina is a great artsy, uh, gorgeous looking uh, robot film. Uh, Iron Giant, a somewhat, I would say, maybe somewhat underappreciated animated gem. Uh, it's certainly got a strong cult following. It certainly made its bones over over time. People sort of discovered it. Although when the it was... thing about the thing about Iron Giant, though, is that it's really good in parts and really flat in others. Well, the it's sort of, sort of family it's stuff with the... drawing, so it's no, no. <laughs> The family stuff with the with the single mom and the kid and and the uh, artist is kind of is kind of flat and it's kind of non uh, interesting. Yeah. Because it also doesn't have the I heart of the that, black hole. The thing I talk about is the mom's relationship with the artist, as opposed to the boy's relationship with the robot, which is like the which is the yeah. heart. No. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like. I, I can't get behind Ex Machina. I, I kind of hate that movie. I think that writer director is just so goddamn boring. Like uh, that movie, The Turing Test. Come on, guys. Like, what year is it? Like, it, it just to me, it just uh, every, nothing wow. about that movie surprised me. Yeah. Like, it, it was just the Turing so Test boring. is for a blind communication with an AI. Yeah. So are we saying, Ashley, that yeah. you're going to exercise your veto power over oh, I'm sorry, yeah, veto power. I'm saying that I just wouldn't recommend that movie to anyone. We like, never <laughs> exercised a veto on this show. I, I would but never you exercise the power. Veto. If you guys want to recommend that movie, you go ahead and recommend that movie. But I'm just telling you that it's like it's one of those movies that like people write when they don't actually know what they're writing, mm. but they pretend <laughs> that they are. Wow, that's fired. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, we live in a world where people cannot find consensus, but here on the 430 movie, that is what we seek. So I think we agree. It's all the black hole then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the silence. That's Although true. They're, they're not really robots. Know. Of course. They're they not are. robots. Oh, because in the novelizations, they're little reptiles That's inside. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know what? Of course it is. And what also, about, what about Muffet? Has, what about like, Muffet? Muffet? God damn it! Yeah, what Muffet. about Muffet? It's a monkey. No, it's, not in the in the making of the show. In uh, real life, it's a robot dog. Yeah. Maybe because because Doctor Wilker is the robot doctor, unlike the other doctor played by George Murdoch, who's the people doctor. That's Wilker right. is the robot doctor. That's right. Because doctors need robots too. Wait, what? Which means robots that I think need doctors too. Robots need. Yeah, hmm. Salish, oh, the other guy. Bill and Ted's Salish. bogus journey. Oh, there you go. That's Evil true. Ted. No, no. Evil Come Bill. On. Come on. We're talking about great robot movies. Should we just do the day the earth stood still then with Gort, the legendary robot? Honestly, I think we should pick Metropolis because I think it's literally the mother yeah, of Yeah, I do too. I, I, I would go along with that. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Do you exercise absolutely. your veto power, Steve Melching? 
Oh, hell no. Against Metropolis? No. I may be many well, things, but I'm not completely insane. Never. <laughs> the head and the heart must work together. And so I think that's what's happening here. I mean, if you if you have not I seen... Agree. If you have not I seen think Metropolis, is a great Metropolis, movie. There's a great Blu-ray edition of it out, and uh, it's beautifully restored. And it's it's what year was that made? Uh, 19... 1921, I believe. I mean, it's just the 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 filmmaking in it for the for the time is truly groundbreaking it's a really incredible movie yeah and that Giorgio Moroder was really doing great scores back then in 1921 <laughs> <laughs> no now this, I, this I never latest edition has score. a restoration of the actual score uh, yeah. that was uh, played along with the Film. Yeah, I think it's Kino Lorber that, that yeah. put it out. And yeah. it's a beautiful edition. Multiple versions of the movie, multiple scores. Excellent job. Yep. Yeah, it's a, that's a perfect way to end our robot week with the Metropolis deal. We it may end not be the with first the robot movie. I mean, it's not quite as good as the Black Hole, but, you know, it definitely <laughs> it makes sense. But what sense is as good as the Black Hole? The Black Hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I one day I'll get the black hole. Did we pick the black hole maybe for um, in the shadow of Star Wars week? I think you did. Oh, and no, I picked Moonraker. Maybe I did because it seems like the kind of insane thing I would do. But I, I would swear we picked the black hole because if we hadn't, I'd be all for it. I might have picked. I, feel, I, I, I know. I feel like you know, and I know we've been trying to don't do make me ex exercise my veto power. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, well, look, this was a pretty great week because Monday, Steve, we had yes, uh, we we did pick the black hole for in the shadow of Star Wars week. It was the Friday pick. Mm. Oh well, then we can't pick it for Friday again. No, no, there you go. Certainly You're off the not. hook, Darren. We, it definitely Metropolis now, although yeah. it does have some of the great robots of all time. I, I mean, you know, old Bob man. Old Bob is the best. Old Bob just got him from Walgreens. Yeah, from Diamond Select. I love the scene out. where old Bob rides the nuclear bomb all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old old Bob is the nuclear bomb this yeah. time. Look, and Max, how many robots actually go to hell? I mean, I, come on. Maximilian went all, all the all way. a dream sequence, down. Mark. That's a dream sequence. They went through the black hole. No, they, they the didn't. That's a dream pounds. sequence. Did you read the comic Beyond the Black Hole from Did you read Gold the novelization? King? It's canon. <laughs> yes. In the novelization, they went to hell. You know right. who did the novelization? Alan Dean, Is it Alan Dean Foster. Alan Dean Foster. That's right. It's like, you know what? It's like if anybody ever asked you, you know, who did the novelization? Alan Dean Foster. <laughs> hey, did you did you see Crazy Rich Asians? Did you know who did the novelization? Alan Dean Foster. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> yeah. He did. Really? Yeah, he wrote the yes. novelization of the movie okay. based on okay. the novel. Darren, crazy. my goodness. You you're getting old. You know why? Because about two months no, ago, we had, we had him Alan on the show, on the show, and we talked about this very subject that he wrote the novelization of the black hole. I, and never, I, asked him, I never watch our podcasts, Mark. And I said, Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember like how you described the ending? Because I'm still, after all these years, trying to come to terms with what really happened. He said, I have no fucking idea. Uh, well, yeah, the black <laughs> hole. I was asking about crazy rich Asians, though. No, he didn't write that one. <laughs> See, okay. Well, on that note, Tuesday, Darren. Tuesday, what, we what? have the Russian classic from 1962, Planeta Burr, Planet of Wednesday, Storms. Wednesday, it's Ashley. The terror of Mecha Godzilla. On Thursday, it's Michael Crichton's classic, Westworld. And on Friday, it's Fritz Lang's the one monumental. 
Metropoli. Oh, speaking of which, he's and you know what? There, there was also Monday, by the way, which was Terminator Two: Judgment Day. We, no, we started. We, no, we started, and then we got sidetracked. We'd already said Monday. Then we got sidetracked. Oh, but then Steve we never got to we... save Monday. I, I, I never, never got to save Monday. I, I didn't get to skipped save. over him because we, no, we went to the <laughs> tape. Choice. Okay, <laughs> let's Monday. do it again. Monday, it's Steve Melching. I'm back with the Terminator Two: The Judgment Day. <laughs> That was worth going back. <laughs> Tuesday, it's Derek Doctorman. Planet of Storms. <laughs> Wednesday, it's Ashley Edward Miller. The Showa era ends with The Terror of Mecha Godzilla. By director Claude Landsman? Yes. Oh, uh, the Showa era, you said. So. <laughs> yeah, show okay, it. bad joke. You're not Blade Runner. And uh, <laughs> you're not Republican. Uh, and Thursday, it's. Westworld Friday, it's Metropolis. That's a great week. And Monday, it's week. Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> for, for time travel, we <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God. Well, let's take care of some housekeeping. Uh, we'll be uh, on Roomba. hiatus for the. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on hi we'll, we'll be on hiatus the next two weeks for the holidays, but we'll be back at the beginning of the year with an all new 4:30 movie, New Year's resolutions. Yes. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be a great episode, New Year's resolutions, coming to you at the beginning of January. Should and we tell them? Should we tell them what it's about? Tell them, Jim. Well, this is this is uh, this is when we will each uh, watch uh, between now and then a a classic or popular film that we have never seen that people right. may be surprised that we've never seen and we will share our thoughts on it. And I'm really and looking forward to that from the episode. Show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you're going to miss 430 Movie, you can listen to any of our episodes, which are available wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can watch them on video at the Electric, on Electric Now video streaming app, which is free. So go to your favorite app store, download Electric Now, and you can watch any classic episode of the 430 Movie. Also, you may want to check out the holiday special of Inglorious Trexperts, where some of your favorite Trexperts will be counting down the 101 greatest sci-fi and fantasy episodes of all time. Following up on the greatest Star Trek episodes and greatest Star Trek moments, we'll be doing the greatest sci-fi TV episodes of all time. It's definitely going to make you crazy. Wow, that's I a know. tall order. Wow. <laughs> That makes not me nervous even. just to think about it. And I'm not even involved in it. <laughs> it's 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 insane. It's insane on the membrane. It's gonna but, be uh, it's gonna be glorious. It's a monumental <laughs> task. And I know we're gonna upset a lot of people, but that's inevitable. We have no choice. No choice. We, we have no choice. No this choice, is the, pal. the job we've been tasked with, and we will do it. Um also where does, very Flight, of, special where does Flight of the War Witch fall in that? Well, you know what? I'm gonna tell you since you asked. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Uh, it's a little treat for those of you who are listening to Fourth Day Movie. You get a little preview. It is on the list. It's 101. Oh, 101. Spoiler alert. Flight of, Flight Flight of, of the Warwick Davis. Flight <laughs> of the Warwitch, the classic two-part episode of Buck Rogers in the 25th century, is number 101. Because there are no Batman episodes. We had to provide an episode of High Camp. And Hydra anymore. <laughs> exactly exactly but if you want why we feel buck rogers fly the war which deserves to be I on our list of 101 why. you want to join us I on the glorious trexperts 
on Christmas Eve. If you dare. And New Year's Eve for the supersized episode of Inglorious Trexperts. And before we go, I want to thank our very special sound engineer, Bill Ritter, who throughout this pandemic continues to make us sound so good this whole year. I know one of the the things he likes is having us in the studio so we can all bullshit and bring back Shake Shack. He hasn't even gotten that. He's, He's working thanklessly and toiling super hard without the benefit of, uh, of, of, of having us around, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a benefit. <laughs> and we're, 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 we're so appreciative. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got a lot on his plate and he continues to uh, uh, get these episodes out there for your listening enjoyment. So very, very special thanks uh, to, to the great Bill Ritter. We're, we're very lucky to have him as part of the 430 movie team. You might not see him on the screen, but know that his uh, he's a, a, a an integral part of every episode that we we do. Also, special thanks to our production coordinator Peter Holmstrom, who's been great about picking uh, clips and doing research for us. Uh, Zach Raggins, who's helped with the scheduling uh, all all this year as a production associate, and of course our producer Natalie Miscali, and you, the listeners. You, we came back for you. You guys were complaining that we hadn't done enough new episodes this year, so. Thanks to your incessant prodding. Uh, we came we, back. Uh, your love brought us back. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed out of the light. And uh, and here and here we are. So thank you. And special thanks to our special guest, 2XL, for joining us for this very special episode. And we'll be back in 2021 with all new episodes of the 430 movie. Until then, Eyewitness News starts now. This episode brought to you by Juice of Safu. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of Safu that the mind acquires speed. The lips acquire stains. The stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. Set your mind in motion with Juice of Safu. This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.